0: So one dangerous thing that I hear, and you've probably heard numerous times before in your life, is, uh, and it's not really a new thing either, uh, it's probably been being said forever and ever and ever, but it's the belief that the Old Testament isn't applicable to our current lives, and then you also hear the thing of like the God of the Old Testament is different than the God of the New Testament. And both of those things are really dangerous. I think, obviously, the Old Testament is very applicable to our own lives. Um, You know, if you ever read it, I mean, some of the stuff may seem different. But, you know, if you hear, oh, well, this guy's a farmer, and you're like, well, we don't really have everyone being a farmer nowadays. It's like, no, but you can still, like, apply that to how you should be a worker, and you still understand the concept. And then also, the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. There's no, oh, well, God was different back then. It's like, no, God is the same always and forever we just see different attributes come out and you need the whole Bible to see all of his attributes. And I'm sure he's still got billions and billions more attributes we don't even know about. So that's just wrong too. I think people just see, you know, just from what they hear, they probably just hear, Oh, the old Testament way God acted. He was just angry all the time. It's like, I mean, you do see him get angry at the Israelites a lot, but there's also lots of his love in the old Testament. If you read the full thing and actually just read it and don't just go off what you hear. But, Besides that, I think there is a another uh, really dangerous view that I've been hearing a lot, and this one, in my opinion, is more dangerous. And this is the belief that the Old Testament events and miracles and stuff uh, aren't all of all of them aren't true, and that there's a lot of allegory and figure of speech, and, and that just uh not all of it's true, and only some of it is, and you know, you hear this in the Christian circle, and that's why I think it's so dangerous. But this is just wrong on so many different levels um, to me, the fact that people would think that we can just pick and choose. I mean, picking and choosing has become a very common thing, especially in the New Testament and stuff. People like to say anything that Paul said, and if they don't agree with it, they're like, well, well that's just what Paul said. I get to pick and choose. It's like, well, ah, that's wrong, obviously. But there's this really big pick and choose movement. And I think it's, not a new thing but it's getting even worse I feel like and it's definitely and related to the Old Testament it it just worries me because it's this thing that you know a lot of those miracles and big events we see in the Old Testament are just like allegorical things you know there there's a huge belief and has been for years that you know it's argued about in the Christian circle and in the schol- scholarly circle is that even like the book of Job is just a full figurative book like it's not an actual event that happened not an actual guy. there's a lot of these beliefs and again they're just wrong on so many different levels and uh you know the obvious fact is that when people are saying that the reason it's so wrong is they are saying that God's truths are not truths and one thing I hear especially for modern uh day views on people who see it as figurative and stuff like that. One argument I hear very often is, well, you know, if you look at uh, the history, not even the Jews at the time of, uh, you know, some of the Old Testament stuff happening, not even they thought it was true. They just saw it as figurative and all that kind of stuff. And I'll give you that. There is some truth to that statement. But here's why there's some truth to that statement. Because the term the Jews or just Jews, whatever, Jewish people, does not refer always to a religion. Like, Jewish people are a people group. Um, you know, you can meet many Jewish people who aren't religious or even believe in God at all. Like, it's it's a people group kind of thing. And it's weird because it's one of the few words that I know of where the people group and religion both kind of have the same title. And I think that confuses us who don't know many Jewish people and don't live in that you know region of the world where it's more predominant, predominant and stuff like that. But that's just the thing, like Jews are a people group by birth, it's not like an adoption thing, you know, in the sense of like we're adopted children into God's kingdom, and as was Christians and stuff, uh, like the Jews are a people group, not, you know, just like, I can't, I guess I could convert to Judaism, but I don't think I could become a Jew, I'm not really sure, you know, don't quote me on that one, I might be wrong there, but when you have, what I'm getting at is when you have like a people group, of course you're going to have Uh, statements that could be true of, well, even these people didn't believe that. So, yeah, a lot of them didn't believe a lot of it. So, it's not very uncommon to hear of Jews of that time saying, oh, yeah, we don't see that as true or we don't do this because, yeah, it was a giant people group. Whenever you have a giant people group, I mean, just look at whatever country you live in, not everyone's probably in unison, even though you're all, like, I'm an American. We're all Americans, but, but, I mean we maybe agree on like 30% of stuff all together kind of thing. And that's even probably a high number. But also we see this, if you read the the Old Testament, you see numerous times where the Jews turn against God's commands, which his command specifically I'm talking about here is, you know, to not intermingle with other people groups and other religions. And the reason he said this, the reason he gave this as a command was because he knew that if, you know, a Jewish person married into someone who worshiped Moloch or whatever some other fake god is, that they would start intermingling their religious beliefs. Like, they might take some practices from the other person and some other views and all that. And so, with that, where we, we see numerous times, I mean, I think in one of my episodes I even talked about it, like, you know, the Book of Kings, almost every single king you're reading, it's like, this guy did not do what the Lord wanted. He turned to idols. Like, you see so much of this to where it's like, yeah, like, A lot of them probably didn't believe it because also like their whole religious belief system was just corrupt. It was really wrong. And it had far bigger problems than even just whether or not they believed the Old Testament was literal or figurative. Like They had problems past that that they still needed to work out before they even got back to that bad problem. So they, of course, would have these different views back then because not all of them even held to the view of, God's truth, anyways. Like they had intermingled, and they just, you know, weren't fully all invested in this thing. So that's kind of a, a a bad argument to say, like, oh well, the Jews at the time didn't believe this. It's like, well, that that doesn't tell me anything because you're assuming that every Jew ever believes this, anyways. Um, and just to throw in, uh, many Jews of old and you do indeed believe the Old Testament was literal. Um, It's not like just all Jews were like, oh, we don't all believe this kind of things. it's like many still do and always have. Um, But, you know, I just think that for you to believe in Jesus and to believe Jesus was who he said he was. I mean, Jesus was God. He said that. So I think for you to believe these huge claims, I think you have to believe that the Old Testament was true and literal. And my reason for that, like the reason I think we have to believe in literal Old Testament was because Jesus believed it to be true and literal. Like he didn't subscribe to this, some of it's figurative, some of it's not. He believed it to be true and literal. And in John 5, verse 46, we see Jesus say this statement For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. And we see in this verse and many other verses throughout the new testament uh, you see jesus and other biblical authors say moses or the law of moses or they speak of the prophets and just whenever you hear that that's in reference to what we would call the old testament nowadays because think about this first off the there was a new testament so they didn't have anything to call the old testament because the old the new testament was still in the middle of like taking place and was not written yet and so you can't just walk around being like oh the old testament people would be really confused but the when you hear the, the law of moses specifically that's talking about the torah which is the first five books of the old testament so and then if you hear about the uh, the prophets that's you know obviously the prophet books and then you also have wisdom literature which is like psalms ecclesiastes all that kind of stuff but the the thing is is that jesus believed in the law of moses he mentions it numerous times talks to people about it and he on numerous occasions just quotes from the old testament in general like he Says it all the time, like he'll make reference to it and say verses and use the law to tell things. And we can even, and then, like in this verse, we even see where he said, If you believed what Moses wrote, you would believe me because he wrote of Jesus. So, with that statement there alone, if what Moses wrote wasn't literal, then we wouldn't believe it. Like when he's talking to these people, saying, Hey, if you believe Moses, like he's assuming that they already believe what Moses said was true and because he believes what, what Moses said was true I and mean, he knows what Moses said was true because Moses wrote of him but if Moses wasn't writing truth and wasn't writing literally then we wouldn't believe it and if we can't trust what he wrote if what we can't trust what Moses wrote if not see it as true or literal how could we trust the one who says that what Moses said is true Like, if Jesus says what Moses said was true, but we don't believe what Moses said was true, then we're not going to believe the guy who's saying it, too. Like, we would completely discredit Jesus at that point. And so, because of that mindset, like, if Jesus said this is true, then I have to, in turn, also see it as truth. And that's why I believe in a flood, you know, a global flood. I fully believe in that. That's why I believe in a seven-day creation story. I believe it. And that's why all of the Old Testament miracles. I believe Job is literal. I get some of the arguments. I'll be honest with you. I get some of the arguments that Job is not literal. But I still think it's literal. And I fully believe all of the miracles. Splitting of the Red Sea. All of that. I believe it to be true. Because I already believe it to be true anyways. Because when I read it, it seems like truth to me. But more importantly, I believe it because Jesus believed it. Because Jesus made it very clear that he believed the Old Testament stuff, what we would call the Old Testament. He referenced it too much and referenced it in the form of truth too much for us to say he was using it figuratively. Like he referenced it with it being a truth basis because he said, hey, this points to me and I am the truth and the light and the way. But I do want to say this, Uh, I just like real quick. I do want to be careful to say that uh, if you're someone who struggles with it being literal, Or if you're someone who struggles or someone who just chooses to believe that it is figurative. I don't want to say I don't think you're a Christian because that's not for me to say. But if you are someone who sees it as figurative and not literal, I do just question if you really trust Jesus. Because like I said, Jesus believed it was literal. So we should have the same view as him. If he sees it as sin, it's sin. If if he sees it as good, it's good. If he sees it as truth, it's truth. But Jesus said he is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. So that means the law and the prophets have to be true for him to fulfill them. You can't fulfill something that's not true. Like, if I said I was going to turn into a dragon, I can't turn into a dragon. I can't fulfill that. That's not truth. But if I say I'm going to comb my hair, well, I don't have really... My hair is too short to comb. Uh, If I I say I'm going to put on a jacket, I can fulfill that because it's true that I can put on a jacket. But I do really just believe and truly do believe, that to trust Jesus and his death on the cross and his resurrection, most importantly, his resurrection, I believe we have to trust the whole Bible from beginning to end, and we have to trust it as truth. Because if we start picking and choosing what seems hard to believe, it's a really slippery slope to just not believing any of it. Because, yeah, a global flood sounds pretty crazy. But you know what else sounds crazy? Jesus resurrecting. A seven-day creation story sounds pretty crazy, but so does Jesus resurrecting. And you may say that man has disproven these things. Like if you're someone who holds the, you know, an old Earth theory with uh, evolution and all that, which I do not subscribe to, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but you you may be like, man's disproven these things with science. Man would also say that they've that a resurrection can't happen. So if man says that a resurrection can't happen, then that obviously shows man is wrong because Jesus resurrected. So if man is wrong, not all the time, but a lot of the times we are wrong. Like you're probably wrong in your life most of the time, just like I am. Then we can't sit here and look on our own wisdom and authority and say, oh, well, these things are disproven. These things can't happen. This, 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 this. It's like we're we're talking about God here. We're talking about the one who created everything. Like, nothing is too hard for him. Like, you know, we finished up Jonah a few months ago uh, at church. And, like, I've talked to people about Jonah, and they're like, you really think, like, a guy could survive three days in a fish? And I'm like, yeah, of course I can. Like, if God can create the entire universe down to the smallest thing to the biggest thing, I think keeping a guy alive inside a fish for three days is probably pretty easy. It'd be like saying, like, can you really think that that quarterback can throw that ball five yards? It's like, dude, I've seen that quarterback throw the ball 65 yards into the most tight spot. Like, him throwing it five yards, yeah, no problem. Like, bad, uh, bad comparison, but maybe you get the picture. But, point is, if we believe, which I fully do believe, that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, then nothing else should be hard to believe. When we think about the power of God and what he can do, nothing should be hard to believe any story in the old testament that seems crazy and hard to believe if we fully believe that jesus was resurrected it shouldn't sound that crazy in comparison like the most crazy thing we believe in my opinion is that jesus was resurrected like we're saying this guy was dead for three days rose from the dead came back to life showed himself to some people ascended to heaven like that sounds crazy but i believe it happened because that's how awesome Jesus is, that's how awesome God is, and so believing that makes everything else easy to believe, but that's just my take, and I'm not a pastor.